Hi, this is Seth Mosley, and this is the Made It in Music Podcast, show 172. Welcome to the podcast, where we bring you tools and resources to help you go full-time in music and to stay in. The music business is a roller coaster ride, changing faster than any of us can pay attention to. We all need a competitive edge to stay ahead and to stay successful. What's working, what isn't, and what's coming? That's exactly what this show is all about. Back again with Full Circle Music, the Made It in Music podcast. What's up? This is Seth Mosley, and today on the Made It in Music podcast, we have my dear friend, artist, rising artist, Jordana Bryant. You are going to love hearing from her. I've been able to work with her over the past year and helping her launch her music to the world and so much to be learned from what she's doing. But before we jump in, I just want to say that starting a professional music career can seem overwhelming at first. If you know you have what it takes to make it in the industry but are not sure where to start, I want to let you know about Full Circle Music's Baby Steps program. We do everything we can to help out musicians, and our Baby Steps program is the perfect place to start. Baby Steps is the definitive step-by-step guide to becoming a professional in the music industry. Yes, you can now learn exactly what your next step should be as you work towards your dream. We want to help you. If this sounds like something you may be interested in, visit fullcirclemusic.com slash babysteps. All right. Today, we have rising country music star Jordana Bryant. Jordana began her journey by posting covers of songs and original music on social media. Her viral cover of What I Am's Why Don't We and Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello's Senorita received 1.2 and 2 million views, respectively. Jordana's rising popularity soon got her notice, and eventually uh, we signed a development deal with here with her at Full Circle Music. You can tell, it. I, I was going to say it's a Friday, it's a Tuesday, so I have no excuse as to why I am stammering over my words, but hey, we'll get through it. It's, it's real life here. We're not going to edit anything. Jordana was even invited to work with Rick Barker, who was the former manager of Taylor Swift. By sharing snippets of developing songs and lyrics, she's created over 24,000 Instagram followers. Brian's debut single, This Love, has over 20,000 views on YouTube and close to 50,000 streams already on Spotify. As she continues to write and sing, she hopes her music can be a saving grace to everyone who listens. So pumped to hear more about the story behind all the hard work Jordana has invested to get where she is today. Jordana, welcome to the Made It Music Podcast. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. And I got to apologize. I'm like stuttering left and right. I promise I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> we'll get through this thing. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. That is me practically every day. <laughs> I think I've either had too much coffee or not enough coffee. I'm not sure which <laughs> the answer is. Um, Hard to say. Yeah. But let's start by diving into how you got started and, and what inspired you to begin singing. Yeah, well, I always loved music just because of how it can inspire people and bring them together. And I felt like it was such a great way to bring people together in in a world that feels a lot of times feels divided. And um, so I always loved music. And 
my dad who plays guitar and used to be when he was a teen in um in a band he would always just be playing guitar around the house and so I kind of grew up around a lot of music and from a young age I would always um be listening to because of like my family like Garth Brooks, Rascal Flatts, Carrie Underwood and I just fell in love with how their songs were like these stories that you could picture yourself in and so um yeah, I'd say probably, I mean, I've kind of been singing my whole life just because I, there was honestly nothing else that I would rather spend my time on. And I would just almost be unconsciously around the house singing every day. But about five years ago, um, I started really wanting to learn guitar and wanted to start writing. And um, because my dad would be playing guitar around the house, I would often just start singing out melodies and lyrics. And that's kind of how I got started writing. And so, um, yeah, I'd say five years ago, once I started learning guitar, that really opened up writing to me because a lot of my songs, I start out with like playing around with chords on guitar or sometimes even piano. And so after learning that extra instrument, I felt like writing became so much more open to me. And I just fell in love with that whole process and how as a writer, you can kind of control what narrative you put out and you can spread positivity and optimism. And I felt like that was such an incredible thing that I really wanted to use to up uplift people. That's so awesome. And I got to start too by a lot of people who they may be listening to this and haven't heard your name yet, but they soon will. Jordana, by the way, is only, you're, you're 15 years old, right? Yeah, 15. <laughs> so when we met, you were 14. And the, the, the way that we got connected was my coach, Craig Ballantine, who isn't a music guy. He's just, he, I work with him on business stuff. And he connected me to, I think it was your dad who had sent him a link to some of your YouTube stuff that was just popping off. And, you know, I get sent these videos all the time and people doing covers and stuff. But the thing that was different and fresh about yours was two things. Number one, it was literally no production. It was just like you and a guitar in front of your computer. And you can tell really quickly, like, does this person have vocal chops and singing chops without any production? Like, and we could just tell that right away. And then the second thing was like the engagement that you were getting on these things. It's, it's not only just hitting a, a you know, viral view status but people are commenting people are liking people are sharing so you had already laid a pretty decent groundwork even before we started working together and before you started putting out your uh, own original music and i know one of the big discussions was around okay well what's what's the lane like what's the sound what's the where does this fit in this in the scope of the music spectrum and what we landed on was country music so jordana tell, tell everybody what do you love about country music and why is why is that the route that you chose to go down? I, I honestly just love how it feels really authentic and, um, and just something that I feel like everyone can relate to. And, um, and to me, authenticity is really important because I feel like music is such a great way to connect with people and you can connect so much more when you're just being honest and like authentic in what's going on with you and how you're feeling. And so that was one of the things that I really loved about country music. And I also really love how you can just picture yourself in these songs and how the writing is so vivid. I, I mean, I, I just loved them. I felt like they were such, the writing style of country music is such an incredible thing because it can, you can hear this certain story and totally relate to it. And you can just really change your perspective on something by hearing a story of someone else and someone else's experience. And so because of this writing style and just in general, how I felt like country music really fit, um, 
the the stories that I wanted to tell, I really gravitated towards it. And um, so once I started writing, I just kind of really wanted to dive into that genre and uh, start making my own music and country music. I love it. So who are some of your favorite inspirations that you look up to? Oh, so many people. Um, Carrie Underwood, Luke Combs, um, Rascal Flatts, Taylor Swift, Kelsey Ballerini, Marin Morris. There are honestly so many incredible artists that I really look up to. That's awesome. So and you kind of covered this already, but I, I do want to sort of revisit it again. When did you discover your love for writing music? Was it like, was it something that you started doing like together as a family or were you kind of just writing your own songs? How did you get into writing your own songs? So um, I, I feel like from a young age, whenever I was in the car and a song would come on and there would be however many bars of intro, I would start like singing my own melodies and lyrics and like wish that like intro music could just keep going so I could just keep singing like random stuff. Um, and so I would kind of consider that my start to writing, even though I wouldn't consider those songs that I wrote then full songs. But um, that's kind of how I just like fell in love with the like storytelling aspect of songwriting and then um like I said because my dad plays guitar and he would just play it around the house um I started singing along to that and through that that's kind of how I really started writing so he would play chords and um melodies on guitar and I would start making up my own lyrics and melodies to go along and so that's how I started writing and then once I started learning guitar that also really opened it up for me because I could start uh whenever I had like time and wanted to I could just start playing around with chords on the guitar and start making up songs and yeah so it was kind of almost stumbling into it just because I loved storytelling and I loved how music was another way to do that and um and yeah, so once I learned guitar and uh, hearing my dad play guitar really opened it up for me to actually start writing full songs. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about co-writing because when when we met, even you know when you were age fourteen, I mean you you were you were writing prolifically just kind of on your own, and the stuff you were coming up with was already really good and well beyond your years. So. I was, I've been really impressed to see how you have entered into co-writing, which was kind of a new thing for you. What's, what's been your experience in, uh, in co-writing? I've loved it. I feel like it's such an awesome way to, um, to get to like create these stories with other people. And it's such a collaborative experience. I, I honestly have loved every single co-write I've gotten to do. And, um, I've met so many incredible people and gotten to learn so much from them. And um, I started co-writing probably about a year ago, maybe. And so it's funny, I've only actually ever written on Zoom. So um, it kind of made it a little bit easier for me because I never had anything to compare it to. So I wasn't like, man, this is so much more difficult than writing in the room with someone. Um, and it was also really awesome for me because it, I feel like it really opened up writing with people who I wasn't necessarily like in the same state as. And um, before then, I feel like it would be a lot more difficult to have written with some people that I have because they were in Nashville when I wasn't. And so through Zoom, I feel like it's been such an awesome way to get to write with as many people as possible. And I'm really grateful that we have that technology to be able to write with people, even if we can't be in person together. And um, yeah, so I've honestly just loved being able to get to write with other people and learn from how they write and, um, get to learn all about different styles of writing and everything. 
yeah, have there been any takeaways or or just things you've learned in the in the course of co-writing about crafting a song? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things for me is um you know, putting out any like suggestions that you have, if you have like an idea for a word or something, even if you're not sure if it's right, just put it out there. Because a lot of times, like when I first started writing, I would be like a little bit hesitant. I'm like, I'm not sure if this like would work. I don't know. And so I would kind of not put it out there. But um, I mean, everyone is so collaborative when they're co-writing and no one is judging anyone's suggestions at all. And that's like, I feel like such an amazing thing that you can just put out whatever ideas you have and you don't have to be worried about someone rejecting it or putting it down. And I, I just really loved how it's also kind of taught me to, you know, um, not be shy about whatever ideas I have for a song, even if it's not what it ends up being, um, to just put it out there because I mean, songs go through so much rewriting that, um, one idea that you made in a co-write might be completely different from how the song ends up, but it's, um, it's putting that idea out there that helps other people say, Oh, I like that. What about doing something a bit different and like turn and it's how like it helps the song evolve into something so much more than you could create by yourself. That is so well said. And I wish more people would, would learn that as, as early as you did. It's, it's coming into a co-writing room, not having an ego or an agenda, but just being there to collaborate. That's such good advice to people listening. Um, I want to talk a little bit about social media. I know social media for, for many people, for many artists, is something that they kind of feel like they just have to do. It's something that they maybe dread doing. But what I've been really impressed with is, you know, when we started working together, I mean, you had your YouTube, you had, you had those viral videos, but Instagram was kind of an untapped territory. But at the start of COVID, when everything started shutting down and artists started freaking out and the world started freaking out, you just got on Instagram like literally every night. Like I think it was every night for how long? And, and you did these live Facebook or Instagram lives every night. And you built a following over that course of COVID to, you know, 24, 25,000 people. And that's so, so impressive. So can you speak a little bit to how social media has played a role and influenced your artistry? Yeah. So I, before last year, I'd never actually had any social media and I, I had never had it to talk to friends or anything because I, I would just talk to them in school because I didn't know any other people through like that. And so, um, probably I think summer of 2019 is when I started posting on YouTube and, um, I was probably releasing a cover a month and then, um, in February, March, when everything shut down, I um, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try Instagram. I feel like it could be a really great way to talk to other like people and share my music with a lot of people. And I um, honestly, throughout quarantine, I could not be more grateful that we have all this technology that lets us share like our stories and our music with people around the world and people that we can't be with in person. And so um, when quarantine started, I just started posting some quick covers, some song ideas that I had because quarantine helped me have a lot more time for writing. So every day I would be writing for hours and I would just post any ideas that I had that day onto Instagram. And uh, I, it was such an awesome um, thing for me because it helped me really share my music with people who I, um, wasn't able to share with through live shows or anything. And yeah, in the beginning of quarantine, I also started um, going live and doing Instagram lives every night for a couple months. And I, I was just so grateful to be able to 
get to go online with people and sing some songs and hopefully um, make a day that might be difficult, a little less difficult and um, give them something that hopefully would distract them from what was going on in the world. And it was just a really awesome experience to get to share my music with people that I, I never could have imagined I would be able to share my music with this many people without even meeting most of them in person. And it's just been really awesome. And I feel like um, my perspective on what we can accomplish, uh, even if we can't get out of our house is completely changed. I mean, I, I honestly am just so grateful for this technology because I think like even just go back 15 years, none of this would be possible, you know, without live shows, you wouldn't really be able to connect with people. But because of Instagram and social media, um, we've been able to share music with so many more people. And um, I really hope that that music has just been able to um, add a little positivity to their days. Yeah, well, it absolutely has. And that's, that's what I love about your music and your songwriting. Um, speaking to artists out there who are maybe trying to figure out this whole social media thing, what are some tips you would give to artists looking to grow a following on Instagram? I mean, I would say consistency is key. Try to post as often as you can. Um, and I mean, for me, once quarantine started, I didn't really have anything else to do but write and post. And so um, I was posting every day, going live every day. And I know that might not be possible, but just post as often as you can. And um, posting covers is really important because it helps build traction because you can get traction off of these songs that are already doing really well. But also originals, throwing in some originals is always really awesome because it lets people kind of get to know who you are and uh, what messages you want to put out there. And I would say also for Instagram, hashtags are really important. Um, that was one of the things when I was first looking in my insights when I was posting, that was one of the things that really um, helped my music and was really like boosting these covers and originals that I was posting. And um, and yeah, so I would say post as often as you can and let people get to know who you are. They they want to be able to know you, know what you like, know what things you do for fun. And um, yeah, I mean, in the beginning of quarantine, I started a crocheting project with my mom. So I would always post on my story how far we were getting um, on the blankets that we were making. And um, I think just getting to share who you are ties in really well with getting to share who you are as an artist and share your music. I love that. And my wife will appreciate hearing that. She's just got into crocheting herself. So that's amazing. Um, so yeah, just again, I, I've just got to say how impressed I've been watching you do all of that and stay consistent at it. It's hard. It's, it's work, you know, getting on there every single night and doing those lives night after night after night. It's just, it's, it's amazing that you've had the work ethic and the follow through to do that. Um, you know, we both know Rick Barker. He's a, he's a good friend of both of ours. And he talks a lot about, you know, how early on what made Taylor Swift successful was not that she was this crazy superstar talent, though she was, she had, has had, and has lots of talent. It was her follow through and her work ethic. And the fact of just, you know, when you get an idea or when somebody gives you an idea, you just go for it. And so maybe speak a little bit to that, because I know a lot of people have trouble, like when they get an idea, they take a course, like I know you're big on learning and reading and taking courses as well. Um, how do you kind of get past that just taking action stage? Like, how is that just kind of a natural thing to you or how have you kind of learned to just be an action taker? 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I was just because of my age, I I was like worried that I wasn't going to be like keeping up with people. And I wanted to show people that just because I was like still in high school and still am in high school doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not going to work as hard and that I'm not committed to it. And so I felt kind of like I really wanted to show that I was committed to this and that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I would just really try to... Um, when there was a course or anything I could learn to learn it because a lot of times, and this is something that Rick says like a lot, it's not about knowing everything, but it's about knowing where to find this information. And um, and so I, I went through all of Rick's courses, which were so helpful with social media um, because like I said, I'd never used it before. So I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and so I, I really learned a lot through that. And uh, through quarantine, I took, um, a masterclass in songwriting that was met like every Saturday for like five hours and did like a deep dive into like what all these songs that are being like are really popular right now have in common. And um, so I would say like for taking action, I just think um, one of the things is that like if you have an idea, um, try to just go for it right when you have it. Like there's, um, I was just reading this book with my dad who's really into, um, you know, taking action and creating these habits that um, help you be the best you can and have the work ethic that you want. And um, there's this thing that's like, if you have an idea, say to yourself five, four, three, two, one, and go for it and just do it. Because if you wait any longer than that, it's gonna be a lot harder to take action so um for me I just try to like create this like reaction in my brain that whenever I have an idea or something that I want to do just to go for it and just like you know push yourself into it because um it's just like I feel like for me it's the best way because if I sit thinking about it and I'm like well do I like need to do this is there something else I could do like it just you know it's a lot more difficult to get yourself to do something. So I feel like for me, you know, taking action and getting yourself these resources that you can learn from is just uh, all about when you have an idea or something that you think can help you go for it. Because um, to me, I feel like if, if you don't act on these things, it's a lot more difficult to, um, to learn and to improve. And I feel like improving is, all about what songwriting is, you know, the best songs aren't written, they're rewritten. Songwriting is all about tweaking and improving. And I feel like that's what life is about too, you know, changing and improving. And so I think that's something that, um, that all of our like actions and our work ethic should be about too, you know, improving as much as you can. That's so well said. So well said. I think, you know, I, I wish I had that perspective when I was 15. I think so many of us fear even, you know, uh, adults like fear this every day. They, it's, it's the fear of failure that keeps good ideas from coming out into the light because people are afraid of, well, what if this idea isn't well received? What if I fail? But I think there's this whole, it's almost like uh, you got to define success, but you also have to define what failure is too. And failure oftentimes, you know, isn't what you think it is. Like just because an idea doesn't come to life that's okay. There's always going to be another idea. There's always going to be another idea. Failure is, is not letting those ideas get out there in the first place. Yeah, definitely. So. And for me, one of the things that like you said, I think it was that like you have so like a certain amount of bad songs that you have to write before you get to the good ones. And, um, so like that really like struck a cue, um, 
what is the saying? Struck a chord, struck a key, something like struck that. A, struck one of those things. <laughs> struck one of those things for me. Anyway, it really resonated for me. And so I was like, okay, so maybe these songs aren't going to be great, but I have to write them because otherwise I'm never going to get to these good songs. And so that was one of the things that really helped me like start um, blocking out like hours in my day to write and to get through these bad songs so that I could finally start writing good songs. I love it. So well said. So here at Full Circle Music, we've created the Baby Steps Plan for Artists, which is essentially a step-by-step guide to becoming a professional in the music industry. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but the beginning of your music journey is actually a really great example of steps one and two, which, you know, number one is laying the groundwork. And then number two is developing your knowledge and your skills. So can you tell us about the ways that you consistently invest time into your music pursuits and developing your knowledge and skills? Yeah, so um, I feel like learning about because like learning about all of the all the things that the industry has um, to offer is really important. So like when I first got into music last year and posting, I didn't really know very much about the music industry. What like getting a song onto any of the um, streaming services took, what like getting um, a cover to go viral took, like any of that stuff, and so. Um, but that didn't mean that that information wasn't out there. It was just that I didn't have it. And so um, I, I tried to like find the people who had this information and who had like courses about this, like your songwriting course, Song Chasers. That was one of the resources that was really helpful to me in learning because uh, in learning about songwriting, because I, I felt like my songwriting um was like I, I wrote consistently but I wanted to know like other ways to write songs because I was pretty like um I was pretty stuck in that like I I would write a song with chords first uh melody then lyrics and I um and that was kind of just the way I wrote songs and I would always do like verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus and I was really like kind of I'm not stuck but I, that was just the way I wrote songs and I wanted to learn how to expand that and because not all songs are the same not all songs follow the same format and so um that course was an awesome resource to to help me kind of figure out um more of the complexities about songwriting and um with social media Rick's course was so helpful for like figuring out all of these platforms and um what to be doing on them how much and so I feel like um, it's just a lot about learning um, as much as you can. And if, if you're given these resources, why not use them and why not take the chance to improve and, and learn from them? I love it. That's so good. So um, as far as your own original music, I, I feel like you've, you've kind of come out swinging pretty strong. You've got really what you're calling a trilogy. I love, I love how you're thinking about it in this concept format um so tell us the story behind your uh your your, your debut releases the first song called this love second song called not saying and then um yeah just how how do they all tie together you, you've also got another one called last first that at, as of the time of recording this is not out yet but will probably be out when this comes out so tell us a little bit about your uh your trilogy yeah so um I've always loved how mu how movies have sequels and like have trilogies and stuff. And I felt like songs could be like that too. And I, I would love to see like some of my favorite songs. I would love to know like how it ends, like what happened next. Um, and it was kind of like the, um, 
for me, one of the songs that I had always, like, as a kid, wished there was, like, a sequel to or a sequel video to was You Belong With Me, like, from Taylor Swift. And I loved that video. I, like, to me, it seemed like a movie, and I was like, I want to know what happens next. So when I was writing songs, I, um, and writing that first song, This Love, um, I, like, just thinking about that idea, I thought, what if, like, you could do the art, like, kind of following this relationship and seeing how it evolves, and so um, I kind of had that idea for this love, and I played whatever couple of seconds I had for it on an Instagram Live, and it got such an awesome reaction that I knew I wanted to release that as my first song, and so I got to write it with you and Jesse Lee, which was such an awesome experience, and it was great to get to write with you guys and, and learn from all of um, all of your songwriting styles and um, techniques. And so um, and so it was such an awesome experience to write it and to release it. It was so awesome to be able to release my first song. It was such an incredible experience. And um, I, I couldn't be more grateful that I was able to put that out and share it with people. And then my second single, um, not saying was the second part of that uh, relationship. And so it started as in this love, it was the beginning of the relationship, kind of that excitement of the start of relationship and not really knowing what's gonna happen, but just being excited to be on that ride. And, um, and then not saying my second single is about that, um, I think I love you stage in a relationship where you, you think you love the other person, but you don't want to be the one to say it first. And so it was kind of my take on a classic love song of who's going to say it first. And um, so that one was another really fun one to get to put out and, um, and get to follow the story that's in, um, in this love and get to kind of continue it on. And then in last first, which is my third single, which hopefully will be out by the time this is um, this is put out. Um, it follows the, like, what if this is, you know, my last first date and my last first kiss and the idea of, like, if this is the person that I end up spending the rest of my life with, then, like, this will be, like, my last first date, my last first time, like, meeting someone new um, and going on a date with them. And so it's kind of that idea and very much a teen, you know, like, not saying that we're getting engaged next week and, you know, but just in the idea that, like, what if this is the one, you know? And um, and so I'm really excited to be able to kind of share that story and, and share how that relationship evolves and gets to grow. That's awesome. Well, and you, you threw out a really good songwriting tip right there for people probably without even knowing it, but I love that not saying, and I got I got to brag on you too, not saying is, is a song that you wrote 100% yourself, which nowadays is actually a pretty rare thing. Like most artists don't have the chops, especially in the very beginning to write stuff that is good enough to be put out there without having the help of, you know, co-writers or whatever. And, and that was the first song that I think you played for me when we met and you came down to the studio yeah. and I was like, man, that's like, I don't know what I would change with that. I think we might've <laughs> tweaked some lyrics or like you, you I, I think I get maybe gave you an idea and you went home and tweaked it that night or something. Yeah, I yeah, I remember that in the hotel. I think I remember we were working on like the bridge or something. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So there, there was, but, but you would, you did it 100% yourself, and I, I just got to brag on you for that. And, um, yeah, can't wait for people to check it out. We'll make sure we have all of the links for all of those songs, the audio, the music videos, which I'd love to talk about next. Um, just amazing, amazing reaction already 
to your music video for This Love and for Not Saying, which is featured on CMT, Country Music Television. Such a huge thing. And uh, yeah, so just tell us about your experience making the music videos. Yeah, it was such an incredible experience. Um, I'm really grateful to have gotten to meet all the people that I did through it, to um, all the crew, all the makeup people, hair people, art department. Um, they were incredible with um, making everything that I had envisioned come to life. I couldn't have imagined it like at all. It, it was so much better than I could have ever imagined. And it was honestly just such an awesome experience getting to kind of see the song come to life in a completely different way. And um, yeah, so before filming This Love, I was very nervous because I'd never done anything like that before, never, um, you know, acted, quote unquote. Um, and so it was um, kind of scary, but everyone was so nice. And it was such a fun experience getting to um, meet all these people and uh, get to know them. And yeah, everyone was so nice and so supportive. And it was really just a really fun experience getting to see the song come to life in a completely different way and um doing the second video i got to work with the same video company brainstem digital and um so it was awesome to see everyone again and um kind of get to see the the uh, songs and the relationship grow and like continue in a really visual way and it was it was really just a really fun experience and really made the songs grow and, and evolve in a completely different way than I ever could have saw and, uh, seen them and like seen them done and, and it was just so awesome. Yeah, amazing. So a couple, few more questions before we jump into our lightning round and close out. Um, this is an interesting one because of just where you are in life and everything, but I, I, I got to ask it. How do you juggle maintaining a successful artist career while being in school still, being in high school still? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think sometimes it's difficult, but for me, like scheduling out things and putting them in my calendar is honestly so, so important. And before before this past year, I kind of hated calendars. I was like, no, I don't want everything to be scheduled. I don't want it to be like so. But like, honestly, it is so helpful to have things scheduled out because like just putting it in your calendar makes it a lot easier to take action on and to, um, you know, to like block out time for songwriting or for doing singing or whatever it is. Um, I think it's really important for me and, you know, kind of not pushing myself too hard because since writing is such a creative thing, if you don't, if you're not like rested enough and um, if you're just like too stressed or anything, you're not gonna be able to do your best work and to make the best song that you can. So I think for me kind of knowing what I can handle on like any given week is really important and not trying to schedule too much out, but being able to put things in your calendar and, um, and to plan things out so that you can actually make them happen, I think is really important for me. and. Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly for co-writing, it's just doing those afternoon co-writes after school. And, um, there's, there's always a way to make it work. Even if it's difficult, there's, um, always a way to make things happen that, um, and schedule them in a way that you can do it. Even if you are in school or doing a, a job or whatever it is, um, there's always a way to make it happen. So use the calendar. I love, I love it. That's something that we say all the time that if you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. That's kind of how I live my life. And my, my wife knows it. My team knows it, that if it's not on my calendar, it does not exist in my world. 
<laughs> so I love that you hit on that. Um, last couple questions before we jump into the lightning round. How do you think an artist can make their cover of a popular song stand out nowadays? I feel like do your own take on it. Um, I mean, I think for me, I just like when I'm picking a song to cover, I try to pick a song that I really like and that I find like really interesting. And I'll just try to get to know the song as well as I can, because I feel like once you know a song inside out, then you can just like do whatever you feel like would sound cool. And you're like, oh, what if you did this one like riff here, or put this one guitar melody here. And um, and so I feel like it's really important to just kind of pick songs that you enjoy and that you really like listening to and playing and, um, and, and then try to do something different that adds your own style. Like if you love like getting into the falsetto then put your own falsetto into it or change the key. Um, and for me also doing acoustic covers has been um, something I really enjoy because a lot of times um, on YouTube, all the covers are like pre-recorded in the studio. And so for me, I, I like putting out covers that are just me and an iPhone because I feel like it's something different and it's something more me because I'm just, I'm someone who likes being authentic and, and natural and not like, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff and just kind of being like simple. That's kind of just who I am. So for me, it makes sense to do that because it reflects like who I am as an artist. Mm. So that's really, really well said. And you've done that extremely well yourself. So where can our listeners hear more of your music and follow you? Yeah. So um, on Instagram, my username is jordana.bryant. Um, I'm there practically every day, basically every day. Um, and YouTube, Jordana Bryant. Um, that's my username. I think it's just, yeah, Jordana Bryant. Um, I post covers there and um, I've started doing TikTok. So that is Jordana underscore Bryant. Um, yeah, Jordana Dot Bryant was taken. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I post on those. I post a bunch of covers and um, some original song ideas. A lot of times when I'm writing on in the very early stages of writing a song, I'll post that idea. And um, I love to get feedback and, and hear what you guys think. And um, my favorite thing is writing what you guys are going through. Like if you say you like want to hear a song about something, I love trying to write a song about that. And, um, and then, yeah, I have some singles on Spotify, Apple Music, all of the streaming services. So um, yeah, you can find me there too. I love it. And we'll make sure that we have all of the links in the, on the show notes page. People can check that out at madeitinmusic.com. And also the deep dive. I want to talk about how important it is to, um, you know, have a family that's around you when you're pursuing like something like this when you're young. So um, we're going to be doing the deep dive on that, which if there are any parents of artists listening, this would be a good thing for you to listen to as well. So that's all at madeitinmusic.com. Just look for the deep dives. Jordana, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, let's start with number one. What is your favorite type of food? Favorite type of food? I'd say it's probably sushi, but no fish, just vegetarian sushi. <laughs> okay, there you go. Number two, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Nashville, I think. Uh, I love I love the city. I love how it's such an awesome city, but you can also drive like 30 minutes and you're out in these super beautiful, like just green fields. And I love how it's a city, but it also has a lot of open space. I love it. It's a good place to be, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number three, what would you sing at karaoke night? 
um before he cheats that's my go-to i think that was one of the first songs i ever learned so that was one of the first songs i that somebody sent me as a, as a cover of yours and you sound awesome doing it thank you uh number four who's your favorite author who's my favorite author oh jane austen i love her work i her books are so so awesome they're one of my favorites awesome and then lastly what was the last movie you watched divergent with my family a couple a couple nights ago i think <laughs> I've actually never seen that. How was it? Oh, I like it. Um, I think it's it's interesting. It's um, what's the genre? Dystopian or something? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting it's an interesting movie. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to add that to my list. It's cool. <laughs> awesome, Jordana. Thank you so much. You are an absolute superstar. I am thankful to be able to work with you, and I hope people can watch what you're doing, take notes, learn from you. You're, you're a wealth of wisdom at only 15 years old. And uh, I just can't wait to see what happens next for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been so awesome to get to talk to you. And um, yeah, thank you so much.